Hi everybody, this is Joe Targove from the Music Mission down in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida. Hi, I'm Amelia Connors, and I'm so excited to be co-hosting with Joe. And I'm so excited to meet our guests. We're here today to share another episode of our podcast called Tell His Stories, Talents and Testimonies from People of All Ages. Enjoy our show. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Joe Targove uh, speaking to you from the Music Mission in beautiful and usually sunny St. Augustine, although we've had a lot of rain lately in the afternoons, but it's all good because the sun does shine through. And we are here on Tell His Stories, Talents, and Testimonies, our international podcast where we talk about the glory of God and how he's working through us. Uh, we're very proud to have kids and adults on our show, and today we're featuring kids from Victory Prep School in St. Augustine, and one other young lady who is not from the school. She's homeschooled, but she's joining us for the week. And we're going to be talking about uh, the week that they've been spending with me in music camp. They've been doing a songwriting and video production praise and worship camp, and I met them Monday morning, and it's now Friday morning. So just in five days, they've had the amazing experience of writing a song together as a group. They did words, music, learned how to play instruments. Some of them play instruments before. Some of them just picked up instruments for the first time. Some of them got better on their instruments. Some of them learned harmony and have a little better understanding of music, a little bit understanding, better understanding about how to uh, engage with an audience when you're doing praise and worship music. And we've definitely been feeling the Holy Spirit in the room throughout the week. We've had amazing testimonies from people in the community. Musicians have come in to love on them. Um, poets, people who were in a bad way at one point in their lives, either through uh, drugs or alcohol or bad choices, but have pulled themselves out of it with the glory of God because we realize that we can't do it on our own. And uh, it's just been an absolutely phenomenal week. So I'm sitting around a beautiful round table with some of the most amazing people that I have ever had the privilege of working with, and I consider them my friends, and look forward to this afternoon when I get to take the stage with them and we perform our two original songs. So we're going to dedicate this episode to them in the hopes that their story and their experiences will help other young people out there to hopefully get closer to God and to have a better sense of who they are and sense of identity and we hope that everybody will grow from the experience of hearing this podcast. So we're going to start off today uh, by talking to Paul. Paul, how old are you? I am 15. 15 years old. And Paul, I want to say, and uh, remember guys, that everything that I say in the show is, you know, just from my heart. And I'm a very direct and blunt New Yorker. So I just say it. And uh, you were probably the quietest of all the kids in this music camp this summer. And at first I was like, I wonder what it is that Paul has to offer. He's so quiet. And you reminded me really, really quickly that it doesn't matter how loud you are or how outgoing you are or how much um, attention you get to be an incredibly valuable member of a group. And you're probably thinking, if you think about what's in my head right now, uh, that you actually had a moment to shine where you stepped up and you became a leader of this group and did things that nobody else in this room could do and you made yourself uh, so incredibly valuable to us. Do you know what it is that I'm thinking about? The videos. The or... videos, yes. So we were editing uh, music videos that the kids filmed and came up with story ideas and what is it that you did that I couldn't do? I put up the green screen and everything. Yeah, we had trouble uh, getting the green screen to shine through with the regular pictures. And I was getting frustrated. I was watching YouTube videos, and I couldn't do it, and I couldn't do it. And then uh, Ethan came over and suggested something, and you just took right to the program, and you made it happen. And now we have beautiful videos to show this afternoon. So you, you actually had an opportunity to shine. And what's interesting about that is that some people shine 
by sitting down at a piano and singing and everybody stops and listens because they have a beautiful voice and great piano skills and then other people get a chance to shine just by sitting down at a computer and putting the time in and the patience in to do something. So does that make you feel good? Yes, it does. It does, right? You want to tell us a little bit about like, you know, do you have do you feel you have a good relationship with Christ? I feel like I have a decent. I think I can get better later on in the future. Right now, um, I'm not going through a hard time. I'm just I'm doing okay. I just think that if you let God help you, you can have a better relationship. That's true. Do we all agree on that? Yes, we do. And, um, you know, what is it about you outside of music camp that's something else that people might not know about you um, that could help us to get to know you a little bit better? Do you have anything like a hobby or an interest or a passion for something? Um, I usually um, go outside and build things. Okay, so you like to work with your hands? Yes. Yeah, I know, um, I know somebody else who like to do that as well. Right, our Lord and Savior was a carpenter, um, so that's pretty cool. And I wish you, I wish you luck on that. I want to suggest to you that maybe grab some editing software, and doesn't have to be Adobe Premiere, but maybe work on that skill, and find some free software or ask somebody to invest in you, and maybe that could be a future, not just a career, but it could also be just a sideline, a hobby, something you do for fun or even just for part-time cash, because people pay money for that, for those skills. So you have a talent for it, you have the patience for it, uh, clearly a great heart. You uh, improved your drumming skills this week, for yes. sure. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing you in the concert. So this is Paul, let's give Paul a round of applause. So we are uh, now going to spend a little bit of time talking to uh, the delightful Hannah Sky, and uh, I absolutely love your name. And as soon as I read your name on the roster sheet that Miss Erin sent mm -hmm. me from school, I was like, I know I'm going to like this kid because what a cool name, Hannah Sky. Mm -hmm. Great stage name if you ever decide to be a professional musician. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So you're interesting to me on so many different levels. You've shared, you know, some books that you read. You've talked to me a little bit about your life, your future career goals, your summer at Passion Camp. You're very open and communicative about the things going on in your life and it makes it very easy to get to know you and I thank you for yeah. that. And uh, not everybody has that confidence to be able to share, but it's uh, very inspiring and maybe hopefully will you know, help people who are a little bit more on the Shire side to kind of come out and share um, because it feels good to be able to put yourself out there to people, right? Yeah, it is. So tell us a little bit about about you that you think might be a, a nice way for people out there who don't know you to get to know you a little bit. What would you like to share about yourself? Well, actually, I was a very shy person when I was a little kid. I was too. Like, super shy. Mm -hmm. I really like bass now. Okay. I have really interest in that, and... I've always loved to read because I feel like it always takes me to like another place and just blows me away about how people write and how people see like different universes like in Narnia and Harry Potter. It's all like so interesting to see like other people's imaginations because like my imagination is so wild. Like it's everywhere. <laughs> ADHD child. Um, so I love doing videos. I love doing about everything. I love trying new things. I love about everything that comes up to the table. I tried piano this week, which was really like interesting for me <laughs> and all that. So Awesome. Well, you took to the bass really, really quickly, which is wonderful, and uh, a beautiful voice and a beautiful heart. So it seems like you have a real passion for the things that you do in your life, mm -hmm. and uh, a good lead into your summer uh, <laughs> when you went to Passion Camp. Uh, what was that like for you? Passion Camp was amazing. It was just so wild, and, like, we were doing everything, like, everything. We went swimming. We went to, like, this huge stadium where a lot of priests preached and, like, a lot of famous people came. A lot, like, even Crowder came and sang, which was my favorite out of everything. 
and especially uh, Mr. Giglio when he preached the last one, which was really sad because everybody cried and we all knew that we were going home when we were done. So, like, I was very sad, but it was really good. Nice. And did anything special happen when you heard that gentleman preach? Yes, I actually got saved. <laughs> it just, like, really touched my heart and got, like, into me. And it just hit me that, oh, my goodness, this is actually real. And, like, there's so much more than what I've been seeing of, like, God and everything. Because, like, when I was little, I had God always there. And I've always been at this Christian school. And so... It's good to actually see him and like feel him. So, and um, do you kind of feel God's presence with you throughout your day? Yeah, a lot of times when people speak to me and give me like really inspiration, inspirational like talks, it just opens my mind, and I feel like there's so much more, and like I try to see their side of everything. Like once they like speak about their experience with something I like to see it from their perspective and like it's just amazing it's great and uh, one of the things for me that helps me is that I listen to people's perspective and then I always look to see what's God's perspective yeah and I think about you know is this serving the kingdom what does he want from me and I can almost feel uh, his point of view in things and it helps me to make decisions that work for me yeah. So it seems like you have a really, really great life in a lot of ways. Do you have any challenges that you feel God helps you through? Yeah, uh, I have ADD and ADHD. So like mm -hmm. I was an all over the place child and I still am because they didn't want to give me pills for the rest of my life, which I'm thankful. And like I'm still trying to get that under control. But when it's like the right time, God helps me and just takes over and as a child I developed PTSD and uh, I slept alone in my room and like God helped me and actually brought me a service dog which wasn't a service dog he was really abused at the time that I got him uh, and now he lives in a great home he has several stuffed animals and like Literally, he has three beds in each room of our house, nice. and we give them treats all the time, and, like, he helped me, and I helped him, and I feel like that's a bond that he created, and, like, he wanted that to become because he helps me through a lot. It's great. Yeah. Good for you, and thank you for sharing all that with us. Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we go on to the next person? Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, a lot of adults didn't really like me because uh well I was a very bad kid and I would always scream and shout and sometimes like when I was around other kids I would get like super scared but uh at one point I went to my grandma's school and she helped me out of my shell a little bit and uh I became a very bad kid and started hitting a lot of kids and like fighting and so uh, I just want everybody to know that listens. If you're in like this state that you feel like you don't know what to do, like you're defensive and you don't really like other people, that God will always show you a way to get out of your shell and show you a way to be with people and nice. get more connected. Yeah, that's great advice, really. And I hope that all the younger people who are listening, they really think about that uh, long after this podcast is over. So um, one last thing, if you don't mind, because I'm, I'm kind of curious about this, if you don't mind me asking, is that how do you see yourself? When, when did you get saved? Was it weeks ago, last month? How long ago was it? Um, it was about four weeks ago. <laughs> so about a month. So yeah. how do you see yourself different now? as opposed to before like what what are some changes that you feel in your life in your body in your mind in your heart before uh i didn't really like to be a christian a lot of people don't really know that but i didn't like it i didn't like the religion i'm like oh whatever this isn't 
actually real, you know? It's just something that we believe. And, like, I still had that state of mind when, like, the first day I came to camp. So uh, now I feel like it's real. It's there. And, like, I feel more of, like, a happy vibe. And, like, I like to give that to everybody and feel much better mm-hmm. <laughs> about it. Yeah. So It's interesting because it's it's so typical in life that sometimes when we're asked to believe a certain thing we buy into things because it's how we're raised and you know you do what what's expected of you so if your family's christian and you go to church or you become christians because you're just there in that group of people but then when you find it on your own and you get it then all of a sudden like everything starts to make sense and for you probably because of the way you are as a person, probably you needed to just experience, you need to find it for yourself on your own terms and your own relationship with God. And now you can start growing it and make it a special thing between the two of you. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate your honesty. Something just told me to ask you that. So we'd like to thank you. This is Hannah Skye, the amazing and wonderful Hannah Skye. And we'd like to thank you for being on Tell His Stories today. So we're here with um, Gabby, who, Gabby, how old are you now? 13. You're 13 years old, and um, I met this group, even though I didn't really know their names, uh, many months ago when I went to their school to listen to praise and worship music, and I remembered you, Gabby, because when you were up on stage and you were singing praise and worship for your school, which you do in the mornings, there was just something about the way you were singing up there that stayed in my mind. And I didn't remember it until I met you back again here. And I was watching you sing the songs that we wrote in the studio. And I was like, now I know why she looks familiar. Because you, you have the same attitude here that you did there that I'm sure you do everywhere. And when I mentioned it to everybody yesterday, a lot of people were like, yeah, she's like that, she's like that. When you are doing praise and worship, you are just all in for God and you allow yourself to get lost in it and to go to that special place and make that special connection. And the whole purpose of being a praise and worship leader is that your job is not to bring the attention on yourself, but to bring the attention on you, to bring to God. And you did that for me in this huge room at Victory Prep School. And I was standing all the way in the back with Miss Erin and I watched you and you brought me to that place and in the studio you do that and it's an amazing gift that you have an amazing connection you have so can you speak about that for a little bit like do you how do you feel when you're singing praise and worship music normally when i'm singing praise and worship music i try to find a place with god and i try to just find a place where i can be at where he's also at like if he was just next to me the whole time and helping me through it even though I may be nervous to sing in front of that many people because I've always been nervous about even singing in front of my parents and I've never been able to do it in front of people very well but soon after I have been doing it for my school and my church and now at the camp it's brought me a little better from being less shy so that I can just be with God and he'll help me do it no matter what even if there's people I don't know, and I do it in front of them. I can do it without a problem. And he just, he's next to me every time that I sing for him in any place that I go. So I feel like he just helps me through it and, like, is next to me. And that's what brings people to the energy where I'm at with God. That's beautiful. And it definitely shows on your face. It shows in your body language. It just shows in this energy around you and it's just a really beautiful thing to get to experience and I look forward to being on stage with you later this afternoon and you know and everybody else as well I'm so proud to be able to take the stage this afternoon I I cannot wait to get up there and do this song and see how the Holy Spirit works through all of us it's gonna be a beautiful experience Um, have you always had a really close relationship with Christ I have not had a very close relationship with him all the time Um, I have always had a relationship with him, but it's not always been the closest at times in bad times in my life where I just was having a really hard time. I wouldn't talk to him and I would go and talk to either my friends or my family. A lot of the times my friends and I would talk to them about it 
and ask them for advice and I wouldn't really go to him as much so it brought me away from him compared to when now I do go to him normally sometimes I might go to my friend first but I'll I'll either go to my friend or I'll go to him and it's always within the first hour I'm always talking to him about what's happening and I'll always pray at night and normally when I'm going through a bad time I'll stay up really late and I'll pray for a long time I don't know why I do it but I'm doing it for like a long time and it just whenever I do do it for a long time it helps me to focus on him more and helps me to believe in him more so that I can get closer with him. That's great. So this is live and we didn't plan this out and we didn't script this. This is not written down or anything. This is just conversation with everybody in our music camp. So I'm going to ask you a really hard question and just do the best you can on it. Okay. If you had to kind of help somebody to be able to pray like what would be some suggestions or advice or maybe some things that you do? Can you give us, just don't even really think about it, but just kind of express, if you don't mind, like what does it feel like to, like how do you get started praying or what's the process for you that might help somebody else who's listening to this that might be a 13-year-old kid out there who said, I don't even know how to pray. Or I, I try to pray and after my first couple of like, God, uh, here I am. Um, I'm going through a really hard time. Uh, okay, now what I do? What, do you, what can you give us as advice that works for you? Normally when I pray, I try to think about getting myself prayed about and praying about myself first to get myself done with so that I can stop focusing on myself and I'll pray for other people. I'll talk to him, thank him, praise him, and I'll talk about other people and other people's needs and asking for other people to stay safe, other people to go through what they're going through right now, go through it without getting hurt. I just, I try to pray for myself first so that I'm not focusing on myself the whole time throughout the whole prayer. I get all my stuff done and then I pray for other people so I'm not just focusing on myself the whole prayer. And does praying for other people help your problems go away a little bit or? It kind of does because if I know what someone's going through and I know that someone is going through something hard at the time, if I'm also going through something hard, I'll understand they're going through something hard as well, so they need just as much support as I do. So there's no point in trying to just pray for myself and not pray for them and then feel so bad for myself and not feel anything for them when they're going through the same thing or something close to it. I need to focus on just what they're going through, pray for them, and it helps me to feel a little better about my situation, knowing that they're taking it as well as I am. Sounds good. Well, thank you for that. Is there anything that you'd like to talk about that I haven't asked you about? Um, so I know there's a lot of kids that have thought about it as Christians. They want to preach to other kids that may be younger than them. They want to do worship. They want to do something in their church. And I wanted to encourage them to do that because just recently I have started to preach in the kids' center that they have at my church. And I preached to them just a few weeks ago and tried to be kind of like there for them because I know that I used to be in that kids center when I was younger and I used to be with some of the same kids that are still there so I thought maybe they wanted a younger person to preach and a younger person that they can have the same flaws or the same differences with rather than an adult that may have had it back in the past but they're not sharing the same things with them then and i have started doing worship at my church for the youth group and we're we don't have very many people right now but there are going to be more people coming that will make it more of a youth praise and worship time and then of course we have our worship then we have the sermon and soon enough i will be doing praise and worship as the only kid on the team um, on Sundays because I am only 13 and you have to be about 18 to be on the team, but they accepted me into it, so I will now be doing Sunday worship. And I just wanted to encourage anybody who 
may be afraid of doing that, that they can do it, and they're not the only ones out there that are afraid of doing something that big. That's beautiful. What church do you go to? I go to Family Worship Center. It's in St. Augustine. I know it. It's a great place. Great praise team, too. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. We definitely uh, appreciate that. And it's making me think of, <clears throat> excuse me, it's making me think of the first time as a, as a younger Christian, you know, I've only been saved about two and a half years ago, three years ago, and uh, my whole entire life has all been music up in New York. Uh, I've been in many bands. I've performed on pretty big stages for pretty big people, and I'm not afraid of being in front of crowds. I'm not afraid of performing. I've been doing it since I was seven, and I have a lot of stage experience. And then when I came down to St. Augustine and decided that I was going to devote my life to Christ, I hooked up with a local church, and then I started, uh, they asked me if I wanted to, uh, to sing, you know, and lead. And I was so incredibly afraid to get on the stage at the church, and it was, I remember the experience so well because I kept, I was shaking, I was sweating, I was shaking, I was afraid that it wasn't going to be good, and I, was, and I said to myself, like, what's going on? I stopped myself and I started to evaluate what was going on in my thinking, and it wasn't that I was afraid of the crowds, it wasn't, like, all the things that I'm used to in music never bothered me because I was just used to it. But it mattered so much more to me because I was doing it for Jesus. And I wanted to be good for him. And I wanted to do a good job for him. And I was scared stiff about just not being my best for him. And then I quickly realized that that was just me and that's my ego. And that's all about me. He doesn't care if I mess up. He doesn't care what I sound like. He doesn't care if the notes are perfect or the chords are perfect. He cares that I'm getting up there with a whole heart for him. And then I was able to just let that go and get up there and just enjoy the experience. But I will never forget like how nervous I was to do that. And I think that for all the young praise and worship people out there, all the people that want to get up there and express their, their music, you need to remember that you are not doing it for you even though you'll get attention and even though you feel good and you're supposed to feel good but you're doing it for the glory of God. And as long as you keep your focus on, you know, appreciating and enjoying the gifts that you've been given and then sharing them with other people, and especially in praise and worship, our job is to lead people to Christ. So later on today, we're going to get a lot of compliments and people are going to tell you what a great job you did and, and everybody else. And I want you guys all to be proud of yourselves for a great show because I know it will be. But at the same time, we can say thank you, you know, it's also, you know, for God's glory. I wish you the very best. I, I imagine you leading a lot of people to the altar with your voice and your energy, and we're blessed to have your um, talents and harmony. You're all over it with the harmony this week. Wow. You just have an ear for music, and it's developing, and I can't wait to see where you're at. You know, a couple of years from now, it's going to be tremendous. So good job for you. Yay. That's Gabby, everybody. All right, we are back with uh, another one of our amazing members of our Praise and Worship Music and Video Production Camp, and we're speaking with Aubrey. How are you today, Aubrey? I'm good. Good. Aubrey, you are just um, quite the little drummer, right? <laughs> Learning to play drums this week, and you're playing on the uh, Praise team to perform later on today. Uh, how did that feel, uh, getting on an instrument that you've never played before and knowing you had the responsibility of holding that rhythm section together? I was excited, and then the first time I did it, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Paul was sitting there like, come on, you got it, keep going, keep hitting. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. But um, the second day I learned it, or second day I even sat, on, sat in front of them, which was, I think, yesterday or Wednesday, yeah. um, I started getting it, and of course I messed up, but... Um, I got it, and I was I was shocked that I got it that fast. Mm -hmm. Really, yeah. Um, but I was really excited to learn something new because I've always wanted to learn something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have a great feel for rhythm, which is wonderful, and you have a really pretty voice because we have you on the recording of the song, and uh, you know, definitely feels to me like music is a big part of your life. Is that so? Um, it is because I was telling you earlier how my childhood wasn't perfect 
uh, not in any way at all. But, like, I would come to school, and, you know, there'd be the music, and I'd sit there, and there'd be times where I'd just... I'd sit there, and I'd close my eyes, and I'd start crying, just singing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the teachers would come up to me and hug me. But I would just keep... I'd keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a really strong strong heart about you definitely clear to everybody that gets to know you isn't that right guys yes definitely a big-hearted girl um so what's your relationship with jesus like it's it's a good relationship it could be better it really started whenever i was little um i heard about jesus of course like i grew up at the school i've been there since i was five or six or no i was like i was six months old when i started going there and i was always taught you know jesus you know all that but i never really understood it until i'm pretty sure my fifth grade year and i'm only in seventh grade now so fifth grade is whenever it hit me like this is actually something that people live for, you know, a man who died for all of us. Like, who would do that? Who would do that? Like, even the kindest people. I really don't think they would. It's an amazing thing when you think about it. So, um, would you say that, you know, Jesus is there through the bad times in our lives as well as the good times in our lives? Of course. So... Um, how do you how do you connect with him like the way I asked Gabby like you know how she prays and things like that you know how does it work for you well really music you know singing but also I believe that there's certain people who come at certain times like hard times that I'm going through someone always comes and I get close with them and they always ask me if I'm okay, and they're just somebody that's always there. And it's like every bad time that I have, it's always someone. And I, I'm like, God gave me you. Thank you. That would make an amazing song, God Gave Me You. Can somebody please write that? Thank you. Kylie's hand went up. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there now. It's going to get published on Spotify. It's all you. <laughs> but we've got your back. We will definitely... God gave me you, <laughs> not the sheep, you, but you, not E-W-E, not the baby sheep. Um, well, that's awesome. So is there anything else you'd like to speak about um, while you have the time to inspire and motivate other people that are out there listening? Uh, unless you want to ask me questions, if you're curious, then I'll answer, because I really have nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you talked a little bit off air about, you know, challenges that you went through. Um, Is that something you're comfortable talking about? Yeah. Thank you. Um, Like you were saying, life gets better, and it really started, you know, my dad passed, and then my mom started, you know, getting into drugs and stuff like that. But she finally, you know, realized, she was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not me. This is not who I was raised to be. Um, and the funny thing is now she works at a rehab and she's a manager. Yeah. So she teaches people not to do it. Yep. And that's just one more of the many examples we've heard this week about people who are in a situation. Um, and we can't let our bad things define who we are because it's not who we are. If we're in the middle of a bad way or in a bad season, that doesn't define who we are as people. Um, and we just have to pray that people come out of things and see the light and see the way out. And uh, I'm glad that your mom has the opportunity now to use her experiences to help other people as well. And you get to learn from that as well, you know, as a person, that if you're ever in a way where something's not working out for you as, a, as an adult or a young adult, um, and you see the opportunity to go into a bad place, to just not let yourself go get help, you know, mm-hmm. call, call any one of the people in this room. I do. You know, <laughs> right? Is there everybody in this room would step up for her and be there for her? Yes. Every one of us, us, I would too. Um, yeah. So knowing that you have people around you and then, you know, as many other people this morning have mentioned, you know, we have God to go to, 
you know, the amazing thing about Christ is we all know is that he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So it doesn't change. Friends are going to come and go. People are going to come and go in your life. That's okay. They're not meant to do more than what they do. But you have Christ. You know, you have people in different seasons of your life who come into your life for different reasons. And uh, we just have to stay strong and find those people and get help and have those conversations with God, have those conversations with our friends. And you have in this room, I mean, amazing people. You know, I wish that if I were your age, I went to school with everybody here. This would be my group. Like, we would be friends forever. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're very blessed. We all are very blessed to have this time together. So thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, part of your life's journey. And um, it makes me even more proud and honored to know you for being um, as strong and open and kind and out there as you are. Because when people go through challenging roads and then they can still maintain, you know, pretty good life and interact with their friends and things the way beautifully the way you do, it really shows strength character and heart so good for you yay <laughs> all right let's give her a big round of applause just for being her so we are here with grace g-r-a-y-c-e and that's not your name i found out two days ago that it is not grace it is anna grace right yes you are anna grace and I'm still going to call you Grace because that's how I met you. But that's Grace the is the like only it. member of this uh, this praise and worship camp week that is not part of Victory Prep School. And what a blessing it is to have you with us. Really, uh, incredible voice, incredible heart for Christ, for people. Um, you just do everything well, I have to say. You just do everything well. She Thank you. She killed it yesterday on the dance floor, right? Did you watch her when she was doing her hip-hop moves? She was all over it, and she kept wanting to do more. And even when the dance teacher was like, okay, you guys want to do another step, or you want to just practice? And you're all like, let's just practice. Let's just. She's like, no, more, more, more. You really were so wrapped up in that. And you moved great on the dance floor. You picked up the piano. Uh, Ethan was teaching you to play piano. You nailed that. I had a good teacher. You did. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, you've done some studio work, recording some Lauren Daigle and uh, some other songs in the studio, and you sound great, recorded. So what's the week been like for you? Um, how have you seen yourself growing and changing and all that? Because you were the new kid in a group of people who have already known each other. So what was that like for you? Um, it was interesting. It was kind of hard at first, but everybody was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And you're homeschooled, so you don't really spend a, like long periods of time with other kids your own age. So, what was that like for you? It was good. Um, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you make any nice connections with people this week? Yes. Yes. And what were those connections about? Uh. <laughs> uh I don't know, new friendships, I guess. That's nice. Uh, do you think you're going to keep in touch with people after camp is over? I hope so. Yes. I'll try. That would be great. And maybe when you come down, because she's, she's going back to Georgia. She's originally from Georgia. And they're building a house up there, which is nice. But she's only five hours away, which seems long. But they're going to be coming down on occasion. You know, hopefully you'll do studio work with me and things like that. So maybe we'll find opportunities to get people together with you. Um, so what's music like for you? Because it seems like it's a really big part of your life. Um, how does that feel for you when you're doing music? It feels good. I actually, I just kind of sang for fun, like in my room. I never really thought of music to be a thing I did. And then I started doing karaoke at Ocean Grove. Mm -hmm. And then you came along, and then I kind of got to think about it. I want to use my voice to praise him because he gave me the gift so I want to use my gift to praise him you think you might want to do that more yes hopefully when I get home I'll sing in a church that'd be great they're going to love you um, there's something about your voice when you really let go and a little bit later we're going to do a talent show everybody so be thinking about that um, I would really love for you to sing rescue for them and just really let go and do that because 
I've heard her sing it on two or three occasions. One was in the studio, and then a couple of other times out uh, live. And uh, you just, you made me cry, not just once, but every time I hear it, you just bring tears to my eyes. And you've done that to other people, and it's not because you sing bad, it's because <laughs> you sing really well. And, but it's the way you sing it and the way you let it out. There's a difference between singing a song and then feeling a song and letting it come from the deepest parts of you when you do that. And it is definitely something to experience. So you're blessed um, with a brain, with beauty, with uh, musical talent, with dancing talent. And uh, all that is definitely for the glory of God, like he gifted you. And I hope you appreciate that. So um, what's your relationship with Christ like? I know you grew up in a really nice Christian family. Uh, what's your relationship with him like? Um, it's really good. I try to keep it a good relationship. I believe that you can never have a perfect relationship with God because there's always going to be ups and downs of the relationship, of any relationship. Um, but, um, but I guess it's pretty good. I, I could... I could probably improve it. We all can. There's not one person at this table that's done developing the relationship. You're never done. Yeah. So what? Um, so when do you feel your relationship with him the most? Um. I don't know when I'm singing. Yeah, that's for me as well, um, and also for me when I read. Um, when I read the parts of the Bible where he's speaking, like the parts in red, like those just really get me because it's his words. Yeah. That works for me as well. Um, so what is, um, what's the one thing, if you had to pick one thing that you are most proud of yourself about how you were this week? You've been here five days, and it's been an amazing five days. And... If you had to think of what was one thing that you think has been the biggest takeaway for you that you can leave here either thinking about or knowing, what is it? Um, I learned how to play piano. Mm -hmm. um, new relationships with people. Okay. That's great. Well, we're just really blessed to have you part of our music camp. Is there anything you'd like to say that, we, that I didn't ask you about? No, sir. I think I'm good. Okay. All right, little country girl. Well, that is uh, Anna Grace. Let's give her a big round of applause. Thank you for being part of our lives for the week. So last but not least, we are here with Ethan. Welcome, Ethan. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. So, Ethan, you are quite unusual to me. Um, I met you on stage at Bridge of Life. Stop. At, I'm sorry, at a Victory Prep School where you performed. And then I met you at the graduation where I was given the opportunity to speak for the graduates. And we had a little chat, and you impressed me so much that I asked you if you wanted a job. And you're like, I'm only 14, right? Yeah, I'm only 14. Um, but you present so much older and so much more mature and so wise and so incredibly talented. And I've watched those talents grow uh, throughout the week, and you have a great set of piano skills. You have an amazing, amazing voice. When you sung Lionel Richie, Easy Like Sunday Morning, I was just blown away by how talented you are. But your gifts go way beyond music. Your gift for people and to lighten up a room and to breathe life into a room, you walk into the room and you make it better. You really Thank you, do. Joe. And uh, watching the way you were interacting with Grace and teaching her the piano part and the way you're so comfortable with everybody around you and you always have a smile, um, on your face with things, actually not always, because when you're thinking, you get a very serious look on your face, and it almost looks like you're angry, right? Yes, yes it does. It does, but that's your thinking face, because I remember on, on Monday, I walked over and you're like, are you upset about something? You're like, no, and this, this look on your face, and then I realized after watching you that that's your thinking face, but, um, but that shows your tremendous heart, and things go deep for you, and... Uh, that all makes you a really interesting human being to me, and um, Holy Spirit is just all over you, kicking you around and chipping off the rough edges and working on you, and that's good. That's a good thing. 
but I'm not sure that your relationship with Christ is um, the same as how I might see it or other people might see it. So why don't you start by speaking about that? What is that like for you? Well, honestly, I mean, I've been a Christian since I was younger. And of course, I was probably baptized, I'd say around 13, age of 13, because I did make that decision by myself one day when I was sitting in church. But there's times when I honestly believe to myself, I'm not seeking him as much as I should be. I'm not like, I, I, I know some scripture and like, of course, that's from Sunday school, but I haven't, in this age, I haven't gone searching for him and his fruit and what he wants me to know. And why do you think that is? Well, sometimes, one, I hate reading, but uh, sometimes I just, like, I wouldn't say I know I have a specific reason. There's just times where I'm not, I'm either distracted, possibly, I'm just not thinking about it and then it never gets like done I pick up my Bible on Sunday and of course I understand what he's talking about and I, I go and I learn something but I don't really I don't always see myself applying it to the week like you know some people say that they act different on a Sunday than they do every other day and I don't want to be that type of person yes that's not what we want to be we don't want we don't want people to be you know, sinners on Saturday night and then they come in on Sunday and, oh, I'll pray hard and then, you know, I'm forgiven or I wash away my sins. It doesn't work that way. Um, and a lot of people do, you know, it's Sunday morning and then they feel good about themselves and they leave. Church is inside and your relationship with God has very little to do with church. You know, that's where you can go and you can be in community and it's good for that because you need to be around other people. But it's really about your relationship with him so thank you for your honesty on that so when are when are the times in your life where you do feel close to god i really do feel close whenever i'm playing because like here's a little story um i was in church one day and this prophet actually came in and i've never met him before neither has my family or anybody it's the first time we've ever seen him and he was in my church and he was prophesying over people and i was standing next to my father we we're all at the front and after he prophesied over my father's business, he came over to me and he grabbed my hands and he lifted them up and he said, you're going to reach people with your hands. You're going to play an instrument. And he told me I was going to play the piano. And that really made me cry because I had been playing small stuff before, but I hadn't really uh, reached a, like, a step up where I wanted to. And then whenever he said that, it really inspired me and it had me thinking more about what he has planned for me rather than what I'm planning to do. And how does that make you feel? That makes me feel in awe, to be honest. That's the way I can describe it. It is amazing to know, like, he's never met me. He did nothing about me could have said that. And I know that only that could have came from God. So do you ever... And again, this is live. We've never discussed this before. We're doing this on the spot. But something's telling me to ask you this question. Do you ever feel like you have knowledge about things that are going on in your life around you or in the lives of other people? How do you just have information or knowledge or a, fe a gut feeling about things with people? Like kind of like the way that man did for you, but only on your, in your life? Honestly, yes. Yeah. A lot of times I talk to my friends or other people. I can sometimes, I think I get this from my dad, but like just sometimes we can see things coming and then we, I'm, I like talk to my friends, try and give them advice on what might be the best outcome or what they should probably do. And I've always seemed to find it really weird that I just... It's like, how do you not see the same thing I do? Yeah. Um, okay, today is what? August 13th, is it? Okay, it's August 13th. The time is 11.27 a.m. I'm going to say something on the air. This is going to go up on Spotify. It's not going to get taken down. It's up there forever on my podcast show. I'm going to say it. Something tells me that you're going to grow up and you're going to become a pastor. If not that, you're going to become a worship leader for a church. 
and you are going to bring a lot of people to Christ. I don't know why I'm saying that, and I am definitely not a prophet. I don't know what I am, but just something tells me that the way we were talking about Pastor Elliot and whatever, like I see that in you. It's crazy, but I see that. Do you guys see that? Do you think he would make an incredible pastor? Whoa. If not that, like a youth pastor or not, if not leading a church, but like, or, or a praise and worship director where you're not just on a worship team, but you're bringing people in and teaching them music and teaching them how to pray it and how to say it and how to sing it. There's just something really strong. And I, met, I saw that right away when I was like, why would I ask a 14-year-old, come work with me after like a two-minute conversation? But I see, um, I see you in, in leadership roles. I really do. There's so many really cool careers out there for people um, in that world. And you might be sitting here thinking, well, that's all well and good, but I don't think I have a strong enough relationship with Christ to be able to do that. But remember, you're 14. And you don't know if um, next week or the week after or something's going to happen in school or something's going to happen on stage at, at 3.30 when you're performing your song where something's going to happen to you where you're going to go deeper. And like everybody in this room has been talking about their relationship with Christ and we could all be closer to Christ. We all share that in common. And I think everybody who's listening to this podcast would feel the same way. You can always be closer. But it's steps. Like I look at my journey, my faith walk, where I was as a Christian six months ago is so far different from where I am now. You know, one of my songs, Drown Me in Grace, I recorded that song a year ago and I wrote it and I re-recorded the vocals on it and we're re-putting it out now um, as a single and singing on it now, everybody loves the singing on it now so much more than the singing on it then. And I was, and I didn't even sing it fully, I just sang it to, to God and I sung it humbly, but it came out as a better version instead of me showing off and hey, and hitting high notes and doing all these different things. We just recorded a very simple version of it because my faith walk is deeper now, so I didn't have to show it off. I just had to sing it from the heart and not worry about like how showy it was. That was about me. This time I recorded it and it was fully about him. So that was another step into my faith and I'm hoping that I keep taking steps and keep taking steps and go deeper and deeper. So I don't know, but I just see it. And uh, whatever it is that you do, whether it's that or something else or working with your hands or working in music or whatever it might be, I just know you're going to be doing great things. Um, so cool. Good for you, man. I appreciate that greatly because, like, one of the things about Christ that always amazes me and, like, that does sometimes, like, I'm thinking about it and I'm just amazed is that obviously none of us are perfect, but he still uses us whether we know it or not. He's used, he's used us in his plan to bring people to him and to help better their lives and even like there's just been moments where i'm like i'm not perfect and i don't know what i'm gonna do where he's still like you may be broken but you're not to me mm -hmm. absolutely and we all need to remember that okay times when we feel we're broken or we're not good enough or we don't measure up or we're disappointing people around us or even ourselves He's just looking at you and going, you're just learning lessons. You know, I'm, I'm working through you. You're in the fire and I'm right there with you. Or you're going through something right now and you're a human being having human experiences, you know, but, but I'm, I'm walking with you, you know? Um, but wow, you have, you have just such great things in you. So who gave you your love of music? Let's get to know a little bit of that real quick. Where did your love for music come? Do you have a family member that kind of turned you on to music? How did you get it? Well, honestly, I think a good percentage of my family is involved in music. Like my grandma on my mother's side, uh, she plays piano actually at a church right now too, um, at Anastasia Baptist. And I've always heard it, when I've heard her play, I, was, I really enjoyed hearing it. I even enjoy going there on Sundays if I like visit and hearing her play. And then my, my dad was actually a worship leader at Bridge of Life, even when I think Pastor Elliot was there too. And he played the drums, and sometimes he let me come sit on his lap and play with him, and he'd hold my hands. 
while we were playing during praise and worship and like that i really enjoyed my brother even played drums whenever he was in band and my sister taught herself how to play guitar and piano so i think that my family is actually really well involved in music my sister sings amazingly beautifully and eventually like i wanted to be involved in that and i did become involved in that and i was amazed at like what he was he gave me the gift to do and that just made me want to go on further so i started singing for the praise and worship team and getting involved and trying to learn more to play for our school that's awesome well wow is there anything else that i'm not asking you that you'd like to say um, or tell people out there some advice some words of wisdom anything come to you that you think is worth sharing I mean, like, one thing for me, this is just being honest, one thing that's for me that's hard is forgiving. I don't know if anybody else out there is, like, possibly having trouble forgiving. Forgiving is hard for me. There's just been things that have happened in my family that I wish didn't, but I forgave the person, and I, uh, ever since then, it has been hard for me to forgive people as easy but I, I do my best and I, I try and do better than what I've done originally. Yes. Do any of us at this table also have trouble sometimes forgiving people and we hold on to things? Yes. This is audio, it's not video, but many hands are up, including my own. Uh, it's a very difficult thing to find forgiveness. What helps me is I remember that Christ died on the cross for my sins so that I could be forgiven. And if I want to strive to be like Christ and I don't forgive, then I'm not being Christ-like. So I have to dig deep into um, my faith and then I also have to think about the fact that how can I judge somebody else for doing something hurtful when I've hurt people in my life as well? Everybody has. Every single one of us have said or done the wrong thing. And maybe if it's grown-ups in your life, maybe the things that they do that are, you know, hard to forgive, maybe they're bigger than maybe things that you've done. But hurt is hurt. And you don't know what it's going to be like for you when you're a grown-up. It is especially hard whenever you're trying to forgive a grown-up and whenever it's someone that you love dearly because, like... I know that you guys know it, like grown-ups as well. Like they know that we put them up on pedestals sometimes and we see them as perfect even though we know they're not. And whenever they like flip and it, it doesn't like reflect our expectations, we're surprised and sometimes we're hurt. So we don't know what to do or what to say even to mend that relationship or that trust. True. I think personally and this is not really like a Christian conversation, but I'll just say it before we end, is that sitting down with the person and saying, I don't mean to be offensive, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but these are the things that I'm feeling about this situation, and I just want you to be able to hear me. And if you could just value the fact that I'm expressing my feelings and just know that that's important to me to be able to get it off my chest and to let you know maybe you can grow from it. I'm not out to shame you. I'm not out to be disrespectful, but you just need to know where it's at, and I would like to be able to mend this, and I'm trying on my own to do it, um, and if you could help me, that would be great, but if not, you know, I'll go to God or work on, and work on it on my own, but sometimes just putting it out there to people in a very, very respectful way might help. Um, but sometimes we just have to do the work on our own. Um, so when I was a kid, I was hit a lot, a lot. My mother was a very angry mother because my dad walked out on her um, and she took it out on her children because she felt that if she didn't have her children, then she could be off working on the things in her life that were important to her. She was a very talented musician and always wanted to be a star. But then she got stuck raising three kids. It wasn't our fault. We were just born. We didn't do anything. We weren't part of that conversation. Um, so when my dad left, she was very physical with us. 
And I remember in my 20s, I'm a grown-up now, okay? I'm working as a teacher, I'm a grown-up, and um, I went to a really great therapist who helped me over a lot of it, because I couldn't do it on my own. And I wasn't a Christian then, so I didn't go to God. Wish I did, but I didn't. But my therapist was great, and she said, you know, one of the things you need to do, since we've done all this work together, is that the last thing you need to do to finish healing this is you need to have a conversation with your mom as an adult and let her know these are the things you did and this is the effect that it had on me and I just need to tell you um, and then you need to release it. So I call my mother up and I'm in my 20s. I'm a grown-up, working, professional, living on my own, owned a house, the whole thing. And I said to my mother, these are the things that happened you know, in my childhood and these are the things you did and this is how you made me feel and I don't mean to make you feel bad about it but I just, just need to let you know um, that it really hurt me a lot and I forgive you. And you know what my mother's response was? You're making all these things up because you're looking for a reason to be mad at me. And I'm like, so you're saying that all these things didn't happen when in reality they did? And she said, no. You're making it up because you want a reason to hate your mother you're ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. And she said all these horrible things. And then she hung up the phone, and we didn't talk for years. Later on, we mended, and there was forgiveness, but it was a long time before she was able to admit. But do you know what it feels like to be a grown-up in your 20s and to be able to confront a grown-up and to be able to say, just want you to know that like, these are the things that happened, and it really affected me, but I forgave her in a conversation. I said, I just want you to know that I forgive you for it, but I need to let you know that it really affected me. And then to have that person say that those things never existed, boy, talk about a bad day. Um, and that, it took me a long time to forgive that. So, so all those things that happen to us that are negative in our lives, the disappointments, the expectations we have, as a Christian now, I wouldn't have needed my mother's forgiveness. I would have just gone to God and prayed for her. See, this is why Christianity works so beautifully in my life, my life, because my relationship with Christ is first and foremost above everybody on this planet. So in those situations, had I had him then, I would have just gone to him and I would have prayed for her that God fixes her heart because she was a broken person and then fix my heart because I was a broken person because of the things that she did that broke me. And then it would have been okay because I just would have kept praying on that and praying on that. And then I would have seeked God's love and I wouldn't have expected anything from my mother. Because when we expect things from other people, we're going to be disappointed. Okay? It's just the way it's going to be. Everybody's going to disappoint you because that's the way things are. But that doesn't mean we don't rely on people. It doesn't mean we don't stay close to people. But give people a break. It's as simple as that. Give people a break because we're all trying to figure it out. And we're all broken. And we all have times in our life where we're amazing. And that's God's glory. And then we all have time when we're not amazing because we're human and we're going to mess up. But the goal is that we, we grow from it and we learn from it. And, you know, I pray that every one of you finds, you know, a deeper relationship with Christ that you can lean on him because he can hold you up and that he has your greater good and he has the best intentions for you and wants you to follow him. He wants to have a relationship with you. Okay? And um, a simple version of it is, you know, like, you know, how would you feel if you went into school and you walked up to somebody and you honestly wanted to offer your friendship to somebody in school, and that person just said, you know what, nah, I don't really want your friendship. Thanks, but no thanks. How would that make you feel? Hurt. It would make you feel hurt, like you have something really special to offer, and the other person doesn't want to accept that. And you come to them really open-hearted, you know, like, I really would like to be friends with you. I'd like to really get to know you and be close with you. And you're like, no, no, thank you. Thanks, but no. When we don't allow Christ into our lives, that's like saying, and it's not to make you feel guilty at all, please. I don't want this to be a guilt conversation, but an opening, an invitation to him because 
He wants to have a relationship with you. So if you say, no, not today, I'd rather just go to my friend, you know? Then that's like, you know, it's like saying that, you know, you're, you're turning that away and he has a lot to offer you. You know, things that nobody on this planet, on this earth can give you, he can give you, you know? So put all that in the back of your head, work it out in your own time, in your own way, and, uh, you know, just be open to growing your faith. You know, you guys are young. I'm a baby Christian, so I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm just doing the best that I can. And uh, we try and figure it out together and we talk about it together and have conversations with each other. You guys made a really deep friendship this week, even though you knew each other, you're closer as a group as a result of this camp week. Um, go to each other and say, hey, can I talk to you about God? Or, hey, I'm feeling something. Can I just fly by you? Don't be afraid to have those conversations with each other because nobody's going to make you feel bad for doing that in this room, I believe. You know, every one of you should be able to turn to each other and, uh, and share those things. Okay? And I believe that every one of you in this room, if I came to you with a secret and said, this is between you and me, I have, and I only know you five days, I believe in all of my heart that you would hold my secrets. And you could do that for each other as well. What a blessing to have that in each other. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to wrap up our beautiful podcast today. I really pray that, um, that this podcast really touches the lives of young people today. We're always out there to reach the, uh, the adult audience as well as the kids audience, but I really hope that this one is really for the kids, and I hope that you guys, when this is out on Spotify, you guys will share this with your classmates and your friends and just you know hit that share button and just send it to somebody and say listen if you could just sit there and listen to this it's an hour out of your life listen to it in pieces i hope it means something to you and i hope that uh it's helped you i hope that you are thinking about your relationship with christ and with each other and uh what it's like to be a believer and i hope that uh the holy spirit continues to work in your lives the way he has been and wants to and uh look forward to performing with you later on stage and I would like to thank our listening audience for putting the time in to let us speak to you. And we hope that we make a difference in your life. And we look forward to more episodes of Tell His Stories, Talents, and Testimonies. I'm Joe Targo from the Music Mission, and I wish everybody an absolutely glorious day. Thank you for listening.